The following audio is from the Grove Church. To find out more about our church or to check out previous messages, go to our website at grove.church. Robert and Rachel, um, just out here uh, enjoying our day, um, doing the community work with the Grove. And it's been a really good experience. Our first time uh, just meeting new people and uh, serving a lot of community members that we um, come across, you know, that are just kind of passerbys, have been walking up and asking questions and wondering what's going on. So it's been a cool opportunity to engage in conversation in ways that I normally wouldn't. Hi, my name is Destiny. Um, this is my first year doing iHeart. I have a nine-week-old baby at home. I took the time to uh, get out here and help clean up the area that we live in just because I like helping people. Hi, my name is Debbie Torbett. Uh, my family and I are pretty new to this church, maybe four or five months. Uh, yesterday, I had the pleasure of working with Maureen um, to help uh, take care of the donations and the clothes and all of the things coming in and organizing a, a closet um, and a really wonderful place for people to be able to come in and clothe themselves and families that are involved in this program. On my way out the door, the director stopped me and thanked me uh, for the beautiful things that he'd seen everyone doing. But one of the things that touched me very deeply is he said there's a family in particular coming here tonight that is actually going to need and use some of these clothes. So the fact that it's situated and organized where they could kind of come and get what they needed. I just want you guys to know that my heart is immensely touched by what I got to see right away. Loving on others is, you know, it's incredible. We're doing iHeart this year. This is actually our second year doing it. Uh, mm -hmm. We did it back before COVID hit, and we only think we only did one day then. One day. And we enjoyed it enough to where I actually took the rest of the week off this week, so we could do all four days. We're almost done. Have a project, you get to complete it, you get to meet new people, and you get to see how how much can get done when you get a lot of people together working together. The sense of accomplishment is amazing. Um, something that uh, George and I would like to share. There was a windstorm and it just blew the fence right down. And we didn't have a fence for almost three years. And then we have puppies and it's been really hard on all of us. So anyhow, um, I was um, trying to get the fence back up uh, with new material and um, just really having a hard time doing it by myself one day when we were helping out at the neighborhood dinner, Eva talked to uh, John Michelle from the church and about a week later, we told us that the church was willing and able to help us um, get a whole new fence back up. And it's just like, I, my heart was just like overwhelmed. And you know, I mean, but the generosity of, of this particular uh, congregation and church. So, my name's Ted Cartwright. Uh, actually, I just started going to the Grove about a month ago, but honestly, this was the most welcoming place I have ever found, whether it's a church or anything. As a community organization, the Grove is amazing. iHeart just happened to line up perfectly within the first month of me being here, and I had to jump at the opportunity because the whole objective is serving where you live, and that's been my life for most of it. Prior military, got out, really focused on the community. And honestly, the best part of iHeart, meeting your fellow churchgoers, meeting members of the community, and just being part of this great group out here. This has been truly an amazing experience. Hey, my name's Kyle Young. I'm the Parks Lead from the City of Lake Stevens, Public Works Department. Um, I just want to say thank you to everybody for all your hard work that you've done up here at Oak Park. We were handed a park that was in some pretty tough shape from the builder up here. And uh, you folks have come in and just did an amazing job weeding these beds out. Not one person had anything but a smile on their face while they were doing it. 
And from the parks crew in particular, the guys that I lead, we cannot thank you enough. You have saved us a ton of time and effort, which allows us to focus on some of the other parks downtown. I just, like I said, I cannot thank you guys enough. The parks crew, coming from all my crew, thank you so much. And you guys have saved us a ton of time and we truly do appreciate it. I get so focused on enjoying the video, I forget to get up here, so I had to kind of run. But uh, anyways, hey, it's been a great week, and I want to share for a moment here. Uh, if you got a Bible with you, Galatians chapter 5 is where I want to be. Um, Paul writes a letter to the churches in the region of Galatia. And, and the biggest challenge or the biggest issue that he's writing about in this letter is the problem with people who have understood what God has done in Christ on the cross and then they talk about the freedom they have in Christ, but then trying to tie that back to obeying the law. If you know anything about the Old Testament in the Bible, um, it was tied very much to the obedience to the law. Different rituals, different celebrations, different ways that they sort of lived under God's blessing because of their obedience to the law. And so they bring Christ into the picture as Paul comes along and shares about, you know, salvation in Christ and, and the freedom that we have in Christ. But they're not quite free from the issue of the law. And that's why he writes what he does in this letter what we, that we call Galatians. And I'm going to start here in chapter 5, verse 1. I'm going to read a little bit. It says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. And then he says, mark my words, I, Paul, tell you that if you let yourselves be circumcised, Christ will be of no value to you at all. So welcome to I Heart Sunday. I'm talking about circumcision. You're welcome for that. Um, we'll just keep, uh, keep going here. But he says, I declare to you every man who lets himself be circumcised that he is obligated to obey the whole law. You, um, you who are trying to be justified by law have been alienated from Christ. You have fallen away from grace, Galatians 5, 5, it says, But by faith we eagerly await through the Spirit the righteousness, um, the righteousness from which we hope. For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. And so, again, what he's talking about is this issue of we are free in Christ. We're not bound to the law any longer. And yet the problem with this group was they were saying, no, 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 we're, we're, we've received salvation in Christ, but we've got to make sure we're obeying the law. And Paul is saying that's not the case at all. And he specifically tackles this challenge of circumcision because... I've mentioned this a long time back. There were individuals called Judaizers that would come along behind Paul and say, great, you received Jesus. The problem is you still need to obey the law, though. You're not completely free from it. And one of those things that was very uh, well, well known was the issue of circumcision. So he says this. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. Take that specific example and go with the overarching problem of we are not bound to the law anymore. And then he bottom lines the conversation. He gets to the point that he's really trying to make in the last part of Galatians 5 verse 6. Everybody say this, the only thing. The only thing. Well, everybody say the only thing. The only. He says the only thing that matters. So this is the bottom line. This isn't about outward. This isn't about us being bound to the law. He says the only thing that matters is faith. It's expressing itself through love. 
And that's why on a, on a day like I Heart Sunday, I want to remind us again, what is our faith about? It's not just, and it's great to gather and be challenged and encouraged, but it's very much this picture of how is my faith impacting how I love others? Paul says, don't be so concerned about being bound to the law and all of the regulations of the law. In fact, the warning is, if you're tied to those at all, you're, he says this, you're no longer living in God's grace. And then he goes on after verse 6. You were running a good race, he says. Who cut in on you and kept you from obeying the truth? That kind of persuasion does not come from the one who calls you. A little yeast works through the whole batch of dough. I am confident in the Lord that you will take no other view. The one who is throwing you into confusion will pay the penalty, whoever they may be. Brothers and sisters, if I'm still preaching circumcision, why am I still being persecuted? He's basically saying, look, yeah, absolutely, I believe in circumcision. If you're bound to the law, great. But then he goes back and says, in that case, the offense of the cross has been abolished. And then he, he brings this up. And by the way, this is an example of some humor in the Bible. And it's a little crass to say it, but he says it this way. As for those agitators, I wish they would go the whole way and emasculate themselves. And I'm not going to explain any of that verse to you. You can figure it out at home. And if you need to ask your neighbor, feel free to do so. Verse 13 of Galatians 5. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. But do not your, use your freedom, excuse me, to indulge the sinful nature, and he repeats it. Rather, serve one another in love. The entire law, Paul says, is summed up in a single command. Love your neighbor as yourself. And I stand up here today proud to say that even as I look out among all of you that are here, and I know there were a bunch of people that joined us from online actually to serve in iHeart, it was so cool to see in certain interviews, because we put out new interviews every morning from the day before and all the work that got accomplished over and over and over, people answering the question, why are you doing iHeart? Why are you here? What is this about to you? Sum it up in one word. And over and over it was love. Over and over it was serve. Over and over it was community. Over and over it had everything to do with what Paul says right here. What really matters to your faith and my faith, if it's a genuine faith, is that it's being expressed through love. Paul says, one command, love your neighbor as yourself. And to peel it back a layer from that, let me put it this way. If you look at Luke chapter 7, I'm not going to go there uh, right now. But in Luke chapter 7, there's a story of Jesus going to the house of a guy named Simon. And there's a bunch of people there. And the reason they're there is they want to trap him. They want to get him kind of bound up in some of the things he would say that they're frustrated by. And as he walks in, he doesn't receive the normal greeting. Nobody gives him a towel to wash his feet. There's no servant there to help him with a garment or to wash his feet and stuff like that. And so he walks in, and this woman comes in, and she's broken. Her countenance is off, and she begins to weep as she gets close to Jesus. And it's, it's, the picture we're given is she begins to bow down at Jesus' feet, and she's weeping, and her hair's um, on his feet. And she breaks open a jar and pours perfume on him and, and, and the, the crowd that's there is frustrated by this. And I love how Jesus says to Simon, Simon, I have something I want to tell you knowing that they're jaded, knowing they're frustrated by what's happening. And they're saying if he knew who was at his feet, he would have nothing to do with her. 
And he says, suppose there was two individuals who owed a great deal of money, one of them, or two individuals, one of them owed a great deal of money to a certain moneylender and the other didn't owe nearly as much. And let's say this moneylender forgave them entirely, both of them. Which one of them do you think loved, would love them more? Would be the most grateful? And the easy answer, Simon says, well, it would be the one that was forgiven the greater debt. And Jesus says to Simon, when I walked in, you didn't have anything available for me to freshen me up. You didn't help me out or serve me in any way or have anybody here that did. And yet as she walked in, look at all that she's done. And then he brings up, and you can call this, if you want to remember it, 747. But in verse 47, it says this, Therefore I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven, for she loved much. But he who has been forgiven little loves little. I bring it up not to bring guilt on anybody in here about this conversation as far as how much we love, but to say this, when you and I correctly understand why Jesus went to the cross, when you and I can actually wrap our heads around our own sin, the mistakes we've made, the ways that we've missed the mark and and continue to, it really ought to blow our minds to the degree that at certain points in our lives like this woman, we're broken by our sin. We have a realization of how grave our sin is. Not, again, that we hang our heads in shame, but what ought to well up inside of us, if indeed we're followers of Christ, is the realization of the price that was paid that we go, man, God, I love you like crazy. And the outflow of that kind of love is this picture of what it means to not just receive it, but to give it. And at the end of the day, that's what our hearts are about. Again, I felt so proud to see all kinds of people, teams from Marysville to Arlington to Lalup to Lake Stevens to Everett, going out every day, getting up every morning, gathering here, and we're feeling weary. And day one, hey, we're awesome. Day two, we're cool. Day three, am I still here? Day four, like, where am I? <laughs> and then today, kind of like day five, like, what is even going on? But, but every day having great attitudes, every day being, being sent off to these different places and doing all kinds of challenging work. And there's varying degrees of, of work that happens and there's easier stuff and more challenging stuff. But every day showing up with incredible attitudes, shining light as we've talked about. Why would we do that? Because we understand that we've been forgiven much and we don't just receive it, but we give it. That we don't just enjoy it and bask in it, but we can't help but to go, man, God has been so good to me. God has been so gracious to me. God has forgiven me so much. How do I help others that need it receive that kind of love? Oh, it's not just by someday the light coming on for them, but by me showing them by loving them well what it means to love Jesus well. And that's what I'm proud of, and that's what I see throughout the church. And so what I want to challenge you with as I wrap up today, and we're going to have a few people share some stories, but we receive it in order to give it. We receive God's love in order to give God's love. We don't just bask in it and soak in it and enjoy it ourselves. We receive it in order to give it. And I want that. I keep repeating it because I want that to echo in our ears. We receive God's love. We receive God's grace that we can give God's love. We can give God's grace to others. Amen. I want to invite uh, Jesse to come up here, and um, Jesse was part of iHeartGo, and he's going to explain what that was, but Jesse, 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 I have my braces off too, Uh, Jesse is our youth and young adult pastor, he's been doing a great job, I want to share a little bit about iHeartGo.
Yeah, so iHeartGo, if you don't know what it is, uh, welcome to the club with me about you know, a few months ago. Because uh, starting, this was my very first iHeart that I've ever done. And there's lots of different branches of it. You have iHeartU, iHeartGo, iHeartNano. And I remember, I think, at least three times sitting down with someone and being like, okay, explain it to me like I'm five, because I don't understand. Uh, but iHeartGo, simply what it is, is it is block parties that we put on around the community. And the people who put on these block parties are kids starting in four fourth grade all the way up through adults. And so we had around 60 to 70 people throughout the week who helped us put on these block parties. And you're out there, you're getting baked in the sun. I got so sunburned, it's not even funny. It'll turn into freckles because I don't tan, so it's going to be great. But I remember being out there, though, and you just get so many opportunities to build relationship with kids and parents that come in from the community. And all of it is for the purpose of, one, putting on this event, no strings attached for people, and then, two, giving a quick presentation of the gospel. And so our two other iHeartGo site leaders were Caitlin and Pastor Adrian from our Grove Kids Department. And Adrian got up and did a phenomenal job just giving the simple message of who is Jesus and how much he loves us. And at the end of it, she had this little bag of hearts. And she, when she said, you know, hey, when I'm done praying, I want you to just to come up. If you want one, take a heart as a reminder of how much God loves you. And I remember the first day Adrian prays, she says amen. And literally these kids just rush the stage for these tiny little hearts and like this is Allen Creek right over here and you know they're just like pushing each other and shoving kids out of the way and it's like hold on like there's literally plenty for everyone like God loves all of you you don't have to punch your neighbors so um, no one was actually punched that I know if that was a joke uh, but across all of our block parties, we had around 1,100 people that came out through our block parties, which I think is worth celebrating, that we had that kind of reach in the community. The last block party that we did was actually over um, at the Tulalip Boys and Girls Club. And when we were there, it was interesting. We weren't actually allowed to take pictures or video because there's some students, uh, kids who are there from sensitive situations. And literally, the thing that was different is these kids, they're not coming and going like people were at the other block parties. Rather, you're just with the same kids for three hours. And we were able to give them Chick-fil-A to play games, to get to know them. And there was one kid who literally said, this is the best day of my life, which was so awesome to see. And so block parties are amazing. We ended I Heart Go with a serve day at Jennings Park. Uh, we painted over graffiti. We did not paint graffiti. There's a difference. And uh, we also cleared out a bunch of weeds, put some new mulch on the trails, and just being, even to, being able to interact with city staff who was there who were just blown away by what we were able to accomplish. And we were only one of the Jennings Park teams. And so there was a lot that happened this week. So could you give it up for I Heart Go one more time? All right, good morning, everyone. My name is Megan, and um, so I do work here at the church. I am Pastor Nick's assistant, so pray for me. Um, another thank you, another thing I do is I help, uh, along with Curtis, run the neighborhood, which is our Tuesday night community dinners, otherwise known as Dinner Church. So um, I, this is my first year um, being an iHeart site leader, and I, my heart is completely full. It is still full after this whole week, and I, I have been so blessed at everything that God has done. And so uh, my team was at Marysville Getchell 
high school. And so our job was to beautify the school. We were doing a lot of pressure washing and then a ton of weeding. So this was like, you know, enmeshed weeds that were all over the place. They were way bigger than we were, thistles. And I mean, it was just like really deep and really thick. And um, the entire team did an incredible job. You know, everyone who showed up every day, they came with all of their heart. Nobody, nobody came and said, I don't want to do this. Every single person was all in. And I was so impressed by that. But as I was reflecting, I realized the reason is because the love of Christ is in you. You know, these people come, they're full of the love of Jesus. And what's happening is that's flowing out. It's flowing out into the other team members. It's flowing out then collectively as a group, as we all muck in together. And then it's going out farther into the community. And that is how Jesus designed the church. That is what we are supposed to do. And with iHeart, it's happening in real time every day with every team and as a church all through these cities. So I just get so excited because I'm like, this is like New Testament stuff. You know, this is what is supposed to happen. And so um, one of the things I noticed is that we had these interpersonal things happening amongst our team members. So team members connecting who, um, who didn't even know each other before, but got to know each other and found out that someone on their team, someone that the other person had a family member that they knew who lives in another state and really needs ministry and support right now. And that person saying, yes, I'm going to reach out to your family member. I'm going to be there for them. And just that divine appointment, God putting that together. Um, there was another instance we had with someone on our team who had a, a just a real-time uh, life situation going on right in the moment when she was serving there. And she had a family member who had a certain thing happening at that time of day. So another team member and I uh, prayed with her, but I was, I was just so touched to watch this team member pray with her because it was really the perfect person to pray with her and the love of Christ person to person. Um, it was beautiful to watch. And she, she had so much compassion and tenderness for this team member. And so, you know, she, these two connected and she received what she needed that day. And we prayed, we prayed every day for, for the situation. Then, then watching the team, um, the team as a whole, just everybody completely owning their areas, different areas of the school, um, but also coming together as a group. So one of my favorite things that happened was yesterday we had this big corner that we hadn't gotten to yet, and we needed to get it done in like, uh, as ASAP, it had to be done. And so I said, okay, everyone, come, come, on, come down, you know, flash mob on this site, we're going to get this done. Well, the team came over, and I don't even know what happened, man, they went feral on this site. They, they lost it. They were like, ah, you know, you could not stop them. This one guy, I mean, he completely, okay, this one guy, it's like in the Bible with David, the spirit of the Lord came on him. He became a different man. I don't know, man. We, we named him overdrive because he completely went for it. He was dripping sweat. But what, what was cool was I was like, this is a picture of, of the way people work in the kingdom of God. Everyone mucking in together, everybody together. And we did it in like 20 minutes. Minutes, this entire section got done. It was it was awesome. Well, we had so much fun too. And as we say at the Grove, nothing is more fun than serving God with people you love, right? And so we had a blast. Um, and so I just I just love watching the the momentum and the camaraderie and the real ministry happening amongst the people. And then you have like the community members coming in and looking at what's happening. You have faculty from the school super grateful that we're there and amazed at what we're able to accomplish. So I can't wait for next year. And uh, thank you. Thank you to everybody and all of my team, Team Groot. Uh, so we love, yeah. So love you guys and thank you.
Good morning, Grove Church. How are you? Good? Good. I'm Teresa. I'm the outreach lead here at the Grove Church, in case you didn't know who I am. Um, If you don't know who I am, that means you're not volunteering enough, because I would know who you are. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I love you guys. Um, Anyways, I'm here. I I got to share a little bit yesterday with my volunteers um, that were here at iHeart. Um, about my story, about why I do what I do, and the heart behind things like iHeart. Why on earth would we give up four days and exhaust ourselves? I hit snooze so many times this morning Um, for no reason, just to go out there, to not get paid for it, to get scratched up. Why would we do that? Um, So a little bit about me is I am not your your typical church person. I am not your typical uh, staff member. In fact, I have friends uh, from my past that go, how on earth do you work at a church? God's grace is enough. That's where we're at. Uh, so growing up, uh, my mom loved me the best that she could, but to be honest, it wasn't good enough. Uh, she was mentally ill. She had a lot of her own traumas that she had to deal with, and I love her. Um, but I had to grow up really quick, and I grew up on the streets, and I grew up knowing and learning that talk is cheap, that people are going to tell you what you want to hear to get what they want and what they need out of you, and you can't trust anyone, ever. It was as simple as that. Uh, By 14, I had my first son. Uh, I moved out on my own. I lived on my own. I did my own thing. I sold drugs, I was in a gang, I was a dancer, literally as far away from God as you could possibly get, I was there, and I didn't care. I did not care, because people were liars. At the end of the day, everyone lied, and that's how I grew up. However, like I said, I have a son, I actually have seven now, pray for me. Um, And I knew that I wanted more for him. But how do you give somebody more than what you've ever learned? How do you do that, right? Well, God didn't reach me or teach me how I could do that within four walls of a church. He didn't reach me with people sitting in their seats on a Sunday morning, worshiping God and keeping to themselves, right? He didn't even reach me through the Bible. I didn't want to read this. I didn't even want to do my schoolwork. That's a big book, right? (laughs) Now, he reached me and he caught my eye by people going out and just doing things with no expectation, with no requirement, with no request of me. And it took a long time. I am stubborn. You can ask my husband. That's my husband. Very stubborn. But he planted seeds. There was one lady named Gretchen. She worked at my high school. Obviously went to a school where there were teen moms. Constantly. What can I do for you? Nothing. Why do you keep asking me? Leave me alone. I don't have anything to give you. I'm just here to help. I had no idea she was a Christian at the time. I learned that later. But slowly but surely, diapers would show up when she knew I was out. Bills were getting paid. Every so often, not too much because it would have freaked me out a little bit, but just enough. And God caught my eye. Okay, okay, maybe there are people out there who actually care, who are just doing things because 
They're loving like Jesus loved. At the end of the day, that's what they're doing. And that seed was planted. And all throughout my life, little seeds were planted here and there by people who I would just see helping a homeless person or picking up a piece of trash or doing things like iHeart. And it restored my hope in people. And it restored my hope. And I wanted what they had. Not for me, but for my kids. And before I knew it, I also wanted it for myself. And for, I also have three grandbabies. Now my grandbabies, right? Things like iHeart plant those seeds, guys. And I am walking proof of that. And sometimes the seed gets planted and the next day they're transformed and they're ready to go and they're raring and they love Jesus. And some days they're stubborn like me and it takes years, and you're not going to see the fruit of the seed that was planted, but it was planted. And now it's God's job to grow it. That's not our job. God asked us to go out and be his hands and his feet, and that is what we do. When we do iHeart, we touch lives. The people witnessing us going out there, cleaning up their parks. Sorry, Lake Stevens. Really sorry. Anybody on the Lake Stevens team, that was a beast. Love you guys so much. Uh, cleaning up the schools, the high schools, not only the people who witnessed it, but think of all the students that are going to come through there this coming year. And they're going to say, wow, look, it looks different. They paint, oh yeah, it was that church. It doesn't matter if they know it was the Grove. Who cares? There was this church of people that loved Jesus and they came and they did this just for us, for no reason at all. So we're out there doing all this, getting scratches on our body, being tired, hitting snooze way too many times on a Sunday morning because we're planting seeds like God's called us to do. I want to make sure that all of you get the joy of being part of such an incredible thing next year. <laughs> okay. So get out, get out your email. I want you to email your boss right now. Get out your phone. Get out your calendar. You are going to have absolutely no excuse to tell me, I, I didn't know about it, okay? <laughs> right? Takes all of us. July 12th through the 15th next year will be our iHeart. We will be out there. We will be working hard. Anybody you see wearing these Skittle-colored shirts, <laughs> uh, talk to them. Ask them their stories. Don't leave it up to us leaders to tell you. They'll tell you the amazing stuff about it. So again, July 12th through the 15th, email your boss now, put it on your calendar, whatever you need to do, it's worth it because only God knows how many testimonies like mine are gonna come out of that. I am walking proof, literally, from gangs and streets to church staff member that this works, that we don't, we don't need to just go tell people to believe in Jesus. We need to show them to believe in Jesus. Just a few really cool stats before we get to watch an amazing video of some of the work that was actually done. We did 12 off-site jobs from fences and wheelchair ramps to parks to both of the high schools in Marysville and the Tulalip area. We had 5,987 man hours put into loving our community. Yeah, it's great. And 363 
attendees who came and sacrificed. Yeah, that's huge. We weren't, we weren't really sure if we were gonna get 50 or 25, we were coming out of COVID, um, but wow. I'm wowed by all of you. I'm wowed by everything that we did. And I am absolutely honored that God put me in a position where I get to lead such an amazing thing. So at this time, we're going to go ahead and, and take a lead, uh, look at all the hard work you guys have done. And I, I just appreciate you all so much. Enjoy.
Well, that puts iHeart 2022 in the books, but my hope would be that you were able to put it in your calendar if you got that out here a few moments ago on your phone um, for next year because we'll be doing it again Wednesday through Saturday, uh, July 12th through 15th. So I encourage you to do that. I also wanna say thank you to all of you that came out, whether you served for a half a day, a day, two, three, or four days. Um, it was an incredible week. And um, the reason we're able to do this is because of everybody being involved. It was absolutely amazing. And of course, like Teresa had said, coming through a pandemic, there was a giant question of like, how's it gonna go? You know, there'll be some rust to shake off, but man, I tell you what, from kitchen crew to check-in crew to all the teams that went out to the different places to block parties, it was absolutely amazing. And I wanna say thank you for taking part. And if you missed it, put that in your calendar for next year. A couple other things to be aware of before we dismiss here. Um, we've been rebuilding our teams, like we've said, coming through a pandemic has been a challenge, it's been rebuilding of our teams. And um, if you serve through iHeart and you enjoyed the experience, but maybe you're not involved in serving regularly, we would love that because we have ministry that happens not only Sundays, obviously Sunday's a big day, but throughout the week, we'd love to see you jump in if you could. And you can always email info at grove.church. Jen is our connections pastor. She does a great job at helping you figure out where maybe you can dial in. We'd love to see you get involved and uh, especially as we navigate towards the fall and a lot of different things will relaunch. We have a back to school bash happening at the end of August, helping kids in our communities get school supplies and backpacks as well as carnival in October, things like that. We'd love to see you get involved. And then finally, we can do this because of your generosity. So if you're one of those that's a regular giver to help make happen what does, I wanna say thank you for that. And if you haven't taken that step yet, I really do want to challenge you to take a step into uh, recurring giving, regular giving um, as a part of the Grove Church because it's, it's because of that generosity that we're able to do all that we do. And you can do it through the envelope that we hand out on Sundays. You can do it through grove.church online. You can do it also through the app. And we appreciate it because as we do say, it takes all of us uh, in generosity as well. So thank you for that. I want to pray and then we'll dismiss here. But uh, I hope you enjoyed our gathering today. I hope you understand the heart behind what we do and just because iHeart is over doesn't mean we don't love our neighbor, amen? We wanna love our neighbor all the time. So appreciate you taking that to heart as you live where you live, work where you live, and do what you do every day. God, thank you for all that you are. Thank you for the salvation that you've given to us through what Christ did on the cross. And I pray that we would never forget that. I pray that just like we look at the story of the woman in Luke 7, that God, it, it moves our hearts at times, God, that it wells up inside of us that kind of gratitude that is expressed. And God, not just, and that's absolutely great that we can gather and worship together like that, but that, Father, it causes us to go out and love our neighbor. Like Paul said, the only thing that matters is faith expressing itself in love. Help that be lived out, Father, through our generosity and giving through the ways that we can serve through us loving our neighbor as ourselves. Bless every gift, bless every giver. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Thank you for listening to the Grove Church Message Podcast. To keep up to date with us, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, or check us out at our website, grove.church.